The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels in life. My name is Dee Lee. Today, I'm here with my guest host, Sandra Rogers, who is the executive producer and network director here on the Voice America Internet Radio. Sandra, here on... um, this channel, you have a, a variety of different channels, including the one that we are part of. And, um, you know, could you explain for a minute how this specific channel was selected as being so important for people to have available? Of course. And first of all, thank you, Donna, and hello to you. Um, yes, the network itself has eight channels, and uh, as we begin to see uh, the need to create a space for topics, we, uh, you know, research that and add different channels. And so we added the Empowerment Channel to the Voice America lineup in 2012. And we thought that that channel um, could be a gateway for individuals who are looking to build a better business, to actually live up to their fullest potential, learn who they are, uh, work on their personal relationships, uh, give, uh, receive entrepreneurial guidance. Uh, we thought that this could be a gateway for those individuals to seek programs that are uh, being hosted um, on that channel. And uh, it has been, uh, it's really gaining momentum in terms, in terms of listenership. And, uh, you know, the individuals like yourself who are uh, ready to empower people can sp- have a, a space there to uh, speak your truth, speak your passion, and add guidance. I, I like the, the, the way that your show talks about adding light to our lives and polishing our jewels in our lives. Sometimes people um, don't realize they have all of these wonderful things that they uh, possess within themselves, but it's a way for them to kind of isolate uh, things that are great in their lives and things that they want to work on. And, and offer them tips and tools for improvement. So that's the purpose of the channel. It really Great. is to inspire and to empower individuals. Well, I've felt very honored to be part of it. And today we're also very honored to have as our special guest, Jim Britt. 
Now, Jim is an internationally recognized leader in the field of peak performance and personal empowerment and training, and he's author of 13 best-selling books and has been a success counselor to over 300 corporations worldwide. A very warm welcome, Jim. Well, thank you very much, Steve. Great to be here. um, Here on the Empowerment Channel, we're really um, focused on helping um, with our mindset because I think our mindset is such a powerful um, opportunity for each of us to be able to have some kind of pathway potential because it's uh, really something that we have as ourselves. A lot of people don't realize they have have that available, but they are awakening. And in our Mighty, Mighty Gem series, we've actually been taking a very close look internally at ourselves and also now outside of ourselves having a little higher perspective and looking for a balanced reflective. And so today we are actually discussing the sparkling nugget of sharing. And in the multitude of discoveries, Jim, how did you get started in the field of self-empowerment? Well, it's kind of an interesting story, even to me, when I look back on it, because (laughs) uh, I started, uh, it's been, it's been, um, over 40 years ago now, and I um, I was uh, working in a factory at the time on an assembly line, and, you know, no real future, no education, high school dropout, uh, no, you know, no future plans of what I wanted to do, and, and I got introduced to a business, and um, kind of the lights went on that uh, this was something I really wanted to do, and my first year, I was pretty much a miserable failure. Uh, didn't work for me. I didn't know really how to how to build my business, and nobody taught me. and And I didn't have a mentor, or coach, or anything like that. I don't think there was such a, a word used back then. And um, uh, just by chance, somebody somebody stopped by one day and sat with me and uh, spent about two hours. and I call him a savior, but uh, probably a, more like a mentor, and shared with me what I needed to be doing and. The next uh, the next year from that point, uh, I earned myself almost a million dollars. So wow. I, I I look back on that, and you know I, I, I always like telling that story because it uh, uh, it it always reminds me that you know all you need is perseverance and stick stick to itiveness, and things can happen. But so many people quit right at the at the the wrong time. Well. That led me then to uh, the company that I was doing some work with um, asked me to speak uh, on my success. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a speaker, and it was, it was a small group of people, and I, you know, I spent some time and, and kind of put together a talk. And, and then one thing led to the next, and um, uh, I was introduced to uh, Jim Rohn, and who was, you know, probably... Uh, arguably one of the top motivational speakers ever, probably the most quoted. And Jim and I ended up in a 10-year business partnership. Initially, I was promoting him, but then that phased into me doing um, seminars and keynote speeches and workshops. And it just kind of was an evolutionary process that I just kind of fell into what I'm doing. And it's just uh, made progress uh, all along. So everything I do is really based on my experience. Everything I teach is based on my experience, both for entrepreneurs or in the personal development realm. So in your uh, 
definition, I mean, a lot of people operate within a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, when they actually uh, make their choices, a lot of times they want to stay within that zone. Um, how would you, I mean, did, was what, at what point did you actually step out of your comfort zone and how did that affect your uh, pathway? Well, I stepped out of it uh, when I went into business for myself. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I was a factory worker. I was making dollar sixty-seven an hour, and so I wasn't making a lot of money. I had $9 in the bank, and I ended up going to 23 loan companies before someone loaned me $4,000 to start my business. And 4000 then was a year's wages uh, for me. So um, that was uncomfortable for me, number one. Uh, but just, you know, I had to go talk to people, I had to meet people, I had to, uh, you know, make sales presentations. All of that was uncomfortable for me. I just, it would, you know, just gut-wrenching when I, I thought I had to get up in front of a group and talk. Mm-hmm. It, it was very terrifying to me. So I had to step out of my comfort zone. But I realized later in life, looking back, that that was probably the most uh, beneficial, rewarding experience that year that I went through um, of, of really losing everything, but but every moment stepping out of my comfort zone because I don't believe looking back, I don't believe today that you can really uh, have much more than what you have now unless you step out of your comfort zone because the the thinking and and behaviors that that brought you where you are today um, won't take you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. It'll only keep you where you are today, and we're comfortable if you if you. If you drew a circle and put all the things that you're comfortable doing in the middle of that circle, um, that's where we stay if we don't step out of that comfort zone. But all of the things that we want in our lives, you know, the the big hopes and dreams and plans that we have are all outside that circle in a, in a, another circle. And uh, you have to you have to step out of your comfort zone. And I would I would say to anybody, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. And that's part of the underlying mindset for self-empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and a mindset really determines how you show up in the world, and, and it also determines how the world shows up for you. So, you know, a mindset is, is created by a decision that you make, and, and, you know, without that firm decision, then nothing really happens. And, and so often, people will... Uh, Kind of make a half-hearted decision. It's kind of like if you if you do a circle on a page, but you left out about ten percent of that circle. Uh, that's the decision that a lot of people make. There's always an out. When I when I went into my first business, there was no out for me. I drew that circle. I I closed the gap, and I said I'm not leaving until it happens. And I made that firm decision because I saw something that. I, I saw a way out of the trap that I was in, and that, that really uh, drove me to stay with it and drove me to hold true to my decision because the decision creates the mindset, and, and that determines how you show up in the world and how people show up for you. So um, without that, not much happens, and everybody has a mindset about everything. Somebody asked me recently, how do you know what your mindset is about money? And I said, that's a simple one. Look in your bank account. Um, you know, how do you know what your mindset is about health? Just look at your health. You'll know what it is. So everybody's got a mindset about pretty much everything. Uh, it may not be what we want, but it's, that's who we are. 
And if you want to change it, you got to step out of that comfort zone to do it. Well, and the comfort zone, too, can be expanded. You know, a lot of people have that constricted feeling, probably, mm-hmm. and that expansion is called change, mm-hmm. which is a, a four-letter word for a lot of people, you know, that is really fearful. And so, um, as far as, like, discoveries, um, even starting on a, a discovery can be fearful, so, from a mindset perspective and from a self-empowerment, except, you know, maybe self-empowerment or empowerment, um, there's a lot of different decisions that can go in different directions, too. So, um, do you have any uh, suggestions for someone on their first discovery, you know, from, from your experience? Well, I do. You know, uh, fear is... Uh is an interesting thing. It's it's really the only friction in our thought process, you know, that throws us off course. So when you make a decision, sometimes when you go to step out of that comfort zone, fear you're confronted with fear, and and uh, we always seek out the the direction that causes us less pain, which is not always the direction we should be going. You know, when if you if you went out on the street and you ask uh, a thousand people, uh, would you like to make more money? Uh, I don't care if they're wealthy or poor or living on the street. Probably every one of them would say yes. Uh, but how many of them actually go out and execute and do that? Uh, probably not that many. You know, maybe a five or ten percent. Um, and so when we decide we're going to do something in our lives. We're always, we're always weighing out uh, subconsciously. Usually it's not conscious. It's subconsciously we're weighing out which one's going to cause us the least amount of pain. Like if you need to lose 50 pounds and, um, and you've got to go on a diet to do it, you've got to restrict what you eat or change your eating process or start exercising or whatever it may be, you start to look at that and which one's going to cause you the most amount of pain. And then we just sink back into our old ways and continue with that. So fear, when you're confronted with fear, uh, really understand that fear is not really real. It's a made-up story. It's something that we make up in our minds about some future event that's going to happen. So it's not really real unless we make it real. So it's something that we've decided is true. And that's why I encourage people make up a different story. You know, instead of a fearful one, Make out a different, make up a different outcome to what's going to happen instead of instead of fearing what might happen. Right, and Sandra, do you have any suggestions from uh, your discoveries here on this channel of um, how you've seen some of the the different uh, hosts and groups uh, stepping out of their zone? <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> just in in general on the network, you know, we have individuals like yourself that have a a large amount of passion uh, about life and um, success and how to move forward and and have been moving people forward uh, in your own community. And then uh, the idea of doing a radio show where you can speak to thousands of people in uh, hundreds of countries, um, that's a huge step. 
And, you know, the difference, in my opinion, from someone who says, look, I, I, I want to take this step and I've not done this before and I'm nervous about, you know, opening up the microphone and speaking to, you know, the community and, and anyone else who may listen. That's, that's huge as opposed to people that want to do it and just don't do anything about it, sit there on the sidelines and stay in that circle, as Jim has alluded to. Um, Jim, I want to comment about the 23 uh, loan companies that you went to for a loan. <laughs> Somebody would have stopped at like one or two of them. You got so many no's out of that, but you persevered and got the loan that you needed to take you to that next level of success. So, yeah, it was the last one, and uh, <laughs> it was also the last one in town. Yeah. So I had, I had gone to banks after bank after bank. I went to my first bank. You know, where I had my $9 on deposit, and I, I figured they'd certainly loan me $4,000. <laughs> and they kind of laughed at me, yeah. actually. And I filled out this big, long uh, application, and then he promptly told me no. And, and I said, well, if you can't loan me the money, I'm going to move my bank account. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't seem to bother him that much. <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's just 9 bucks. So go right ahead. You know, I... I <laughs> I remember Jim Rohn used to say, you know, the best revenge is massive success. And and I just, I I would look at him and I'm going, okay, well, I'm going to the next bank. Somebody's Mm going to do this for me. And finally, uh, it was, it was a pretty high interest loan company, but I didn't really care. Uh, You know, I just, I knew I had an opportunity to uh, do something more than what I was doing. Right. So that's very telling, uh, Donna, Jim, uh, about your persistence and, and faith and belief. But uh, again, like you say, fear, not having fear, because it is a story that, and I didn't, I've never heard it put that way, but that you, you, you decide what the outcome is going to be, and that stops you from moving forward. Mm-hmm. Making up a different outcome is perfect. Yeah, I remember I went to a movie uh, recently, a Tom Hanks movie, and uh, about some, I forget the title of the movie, but uh, but they were talking about some uh, you know some Russian spy or some espionage thing going on, and you know back in the fifties or sixties around that time, and Tom kept asking this guy, you know, he said, "Well, what's going to happen when you go back? Will will they greet you with open arms? Will they uh, you know are you afraid that they might they might kill you or what?" He said. Are you worried about it? He said, "Would that help?" <laughs> <laughs> and, he came, and he did that like five times in the movie, and I thought it's pretty clever. You know, well, are you afraid? Would that help? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we have uh, we have a, a mindset here for a commercial, <laughs> so we're going to step out for a few minutes, and we'll be right back. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. IntelliKey dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the IntelliKey to become a cat. So what is human IntelliKey? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. 
Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintelligy.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintelligy.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. Have you ever met a muse? Or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with D. Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. We are having a, a very interesting discussion about self-empowerment, and Jim Britt and Sandra are sharing on, you know, discoveries that they made and how they've gotten to where they're going and suggestions on keeping inspired. And Jim, um, I know you've had quite a few projects that have been pretty interesting, and could you share with us some of those or a few that you find that are just being really um, a project that you may not have known how you got into it initially, but you've been inspired and in keeping it moving and, and making all kinds of uh, progress that you know, sh- are you know, essential things for people all around the world. Well, we, uh, you know, my whole life in the last 40 years at least has been about uh, – sharing ideas and information with people that, that helped them to live a better life, make changes, whether it be an entrepreneur starting a business or somebody going through a conflict in a relationship or, um, you know, whatever it might be personally, uh, life, uh, you know, like meeting coaching in life and that type of thing. So my whole life has been that, and I've always looked for ways to uh, get that information out. It's like uh, you mentioned I'd written 13 books, um, each time I write a book, uh, it's I, I think about the the reader and what they're going to gain from that. And uh, you know, of course, I want to sell books, but at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm I'm imparting information that's going to make a difference for people when they when they do read the book. Um, and then I had about a about a year ago, a little right around a year ago, I guess we. My a business partner I have in in a business we got together and um, we were discussing uh, uh, you know getting our programs out to the, the public and that and somehow the uh, the idea of doing a, a joint venture collaborative book with uh, bringing in other co-authors into to the book uh, that came up and we started 
uh, talking about it, and we said, well, well, let's do one. So we uh, we decided to do a book, and we brought in 20 co-authors, and they each get a 3,000-word chapter, their picture, their bio, their contact information. So it becomes a, like a marketing piece for that co-author. And, and the other 19 in the book with them, um, every time a book is marketed, then that that person gets exposure and vice versa. So, uh, you know, every time anybody within that book um, markets a book, gives it away, sells it, whatever they do with it, uh, everybody in the book gets exposure that way. So it's a great marketing tool. So we put together the first book and it filled up so fast that we decided to uh, do a second book. And um, we're now uh, in in just, just about a year right now. We're just approaching about our year anniversary uh, we're just wrapping up book number 10 in Ooh. the series, and <laughs> we have co-authors from uh, 22 countries now, and uh, over two, right around 200 co-authors from 22 countries. And we've created quite a community of, uh, of co-authors uh, collaborating with each other, doing business together, um, you know, tele-summits, live events, writing books together, uh, uh, getting big contracts with corporations because uh, we provide them not only that platform with their chapter in a book, but they're part of the whole series. We have our own radio show um, that we interview two co-authors a week, uh, distribute that, and all the co-authors share share the interviews with their social media, which drives more traffic to the radio. Um, you know, we've got a blog set up, with all of that. We do... Uh, uh, marketing training for the co-authors, all a part of them being in the book. So we're always looking for new um, personal empowerment, self, self-improvement co- uh, type co-authors, coaches, trainers, speakers um, that uh, would like to like to be in the book uh, in the series. And um, anyway, that's our that's our latest project that we're doing, and it's uh, been. Very, very successful. We're now, uh, everybody's saying we're now the fastest growing uh, personal development book series in the world. And um, doesn't seem to be an end to it. Yeah, and I'm in book seven. Right. And uh, it's been quite an experience. You know, just in yeah. having the well, beginning well, of... It, you know. Yeah, it, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting um, uh, concept that we have because it's not like a... Uh, you know, lack of a better term, a chicken soup book where it's all, all the stories or uh, little stories in there uh, written about different individuals, what they've gone through. That's not really a marketing piece for the people within that book. Ours is a collaborative book where it becomes a marketing tool because it has contact information, bios, and all of that in there. And um, so it's really a, a method of not only, uh, you know, us getting our message out to the public, but we're, we've got now 200 co-authors that we're helping to get their message out uh, to the world. And, and that's rewarding because, it, you know, it's helping the people in the same business we're in expand their business. So mm-hmm. um, it's pretty exciting. And then in the book itself, each book, every chapter is different because we don't, we don't tell them what to write about. You write about what you're passionate about. And... Uh, one chapter might be on relationships, the next one's on leadership, the next one's on forgiveness, the next one's on, you know, something totally different. And the readers love it because uh, one of them uh, commented that it was like uh, opening opening a gift. Um, each chapter was so different, it was like, couldn't wait to get to the next chapter to see what it was going to be about. So, 
but we yeah, love it. And the awesome. writing from an author perspective, co-author perspective, you know, the chapter I wrote had to do with self-talk. And a lot of the mighty gems that we've been exploring is really how we ourselves sometimes get in our way of mm-hmm. ourselves. And so self-talk is one thing that people can actually be uh, monitoring for themselves because that's a lot of conversation that a lot of most people don't share outside of themselves, but it can mm-hmm. be very detrimental to themselves. And uh, it's really one of these that, um, like your chapter in chap in the book chapter book uh, seven, um, you have a a title called "Letting Go of the Need to Be in Control," and right. I thought that's really. Um, I mean, I learned so much just from writing the story or the uh, chapter because it was like, whoa, you know, this is really something that most people might not even think about as being a mindset that they would have from an experience perspective. And so, like what your chapter brings up about letting go, um, could you explain a little bit more about, you know, your thoughts and um, inspired insights about control? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, about 35 years ago, um I, I kind of went through a transition in my life and realized that motivation, positive thinking, all of those things um, that very little, if any, good for you. It was almost like a cover-up for reality. And um, I kind of, uh, at that point, kind of qu- uh, decided to kind of quit my business because I just couldn't teach what I was teaching and, and not feeling right about it. And I... I took a couple-week trip over to Hawaii and, and just kind of went over to not do anything but just be, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where I discovered on the north shore of Kauai um, in the Pali Coast, uh, I discovered uh, that letting go is really the key um, to, to having more in your life, of whatever it is that you want in your life, whether it's more love, in your life, more self-love, more money, more better relationships, uh, anything. Uh, letting go is is uh, is critical. And I developed a program called The Power of Letting Go many years ago, and just remarkable results with it. But one of the things that um, you know, I wrote about letting go of the need to control. Well, there's there's two needs really that we all have that that uh, influences and controls all of our negative emotions and feelings and experiences that we have. And it's, um, it's the need to be in control or the need for acceptance. And um, my, my concept is it, when you need control, you're out of control. And when you need acceptance, you get none. Hmm. But when you let go of the need to control, now you're in control. And what I mean by that is you... Uh, is to not try to control anything that's out of your control. There's so many times we try to control other people, uh, circumstances, uh, what people do, how they act. Uh, you know, we're always trying to control things like worry and fear. That's all a method of trying to control things. And uh, when you let go of the need to control, you're in control. Now you're now you're in a space where where things come to you, answers, solutions come to you. When you're trying to control an outcome, you're focused on that control uh, that you have no control over. And 
and your 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 mind and emotions and everything is all wrapped up in that, you're not open for a solution. So it's really living in the moment, you know, creating a vision of the life that you want and and uh, moving forward and make a plan for it if you want to, but uh, uh, but move forward day to day because that's where the real action takes place. And so letting go of the need to control or the need for acceptance. And in the reality, the need for control is the need for acceptance. So it kind of goes to, to that level. Um, but it's... Um, it's a great concept. I tell people, you know, I don't want you to believe me. Just try it one time and see what happens, and 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 you'll see it. Just like try, you know, get in an argument with somebody. The uh, question is, who wins in an argument? Uh, and the answer that I get from everybody, pretty much, is nobody wins in an argument. Then why do you get in in that argument in the first place? Well, you you want to be in control. Well, you let go of the need to control. You can have a conversation without the without the anger. And solutions appear. Well, it's interesting, too, that, you know, with the idea of control and also being, um, like, just this week with the experience that we had here in Seattle with a windstorm that wished through. It's it's not too unusual to have wind here, but uh, not as much as we had because it knocked out, you know, power to 300,000 people us mm-hmm. included and it was very interesting to observe people's reactions because all of a sudden no electronics were around you know the <laughs> the total disengagement that nature came up and said you have to disengage poof there it goes it was very um interesting how different people reacted since some people um i would have thought had more passion and patience <laughs> but yeah. people people were not responding as you would have thought even people i know because they've been so um just you know on the edge mm-hmm. and so it can cause a lot of uh stress too that you know you may not realize if you don't have that opportunity or take that opportunity yeah when something happens that you're not used to you know you're 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 kind of going along with your life and all of a sudden it's disrupted and you no longer have electricity i mean i think i've had it maybe one time here for a few hours one night and um it's kind of odd you're walking around in dark you can't you can't see anything you go wow <laughs> but you could get angry about it that's not going to do any good you could yeah. get angry about it raining too much and flooding but that's not going to you know it's not going to solve anything well we have a view of mount rainier here and so the the morning after the the storm, I was in total darkness and just sat watching the sunrise. I mean, it was gorgeous, and I could see it all light up the mountain um, top. You know, it looked like a big snow cone. But you know, it, it's like that would have been I would have been had my nose in a computer and missed that. You know, so it's it's like you're saying, if you don't take the moment, you know, let go, you might not you you might just you know totally not have something that you you mm-hmm. could have later that um, you know would be really special. Well, letting go is uh, I've really uh, worked on that in my life in the last thirty five years, and you know what used to upset me doesn't doesn't bother me in the least, and what I used to you know. Uh, think about and carry around as a weight on my shoulder for days and weeks uh, at a time no no longer gets on my shoulders 
So I'm really I look at things and and just say is is this taking me in the direction I want to go? If it's not, I don't go there. And uh, is there anything I can do about this that 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 I dislike? You know, something that I dislike that I want to change. Is there anything I can do about it? No. Then then let go and move on and uh, look for a different solution. But uh, it's it really lets you live a more stress free, sane life. Uh, when you when you learn to let go of the things you can't control, do you find that sometimes that's a challenge for your relationships because someone is used to um, having a tighter situation, or do people sometimes challenge you on what you feel is really the way you're you're moving through things? Is that um, uh, not really? Um, you know, I probably have been challenged a little bit here and there, but uh, but I let that go as well. So <laughs> it doesn't really bother me. Um, and, and again, I go back to, you know, I don't want people to believe that it works. Just try it. See if it works. And mm-hmm. develop your own belief. Um, you know, letting go is a... Is a is a miracle, really. If you and it should be the way of life, uh, but but it's it's not for people. They hang on to resentment and anger, and you know don't want to forgive anybody for what they did in the past. And you know it just who does that hurt? The only person that hurts is the person that's hanging on to it. It doesn't doesn't hurt the other person at all. Uh, it hurts it hurts you if you hang on to it. So. Um, that's that's the key is being able to live today because you know yesterday is over and you can't change it there's nothing you can do to change it i mean if if you were abused in the past you can't change that the only thing you can change is how you feel about it now um, so the- you know you had an argument yesterday with your spouse you know you can't change that it happened um you can change it and stop it from happening again or you can let go of the resentment that you hold and um, and make an apology or whatever you want to do. But uh, hanging on to it just doesn't doesn't do anybody any good. So that's really some powerful discoveries. You know, people discover themselves. And also, as they open up to more discoveries, um, there's more to come, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. We've got about one minute. Do you have any other uh, benefits or things that you suggest that, um, you know, from that release perspective? That Well, uh, uh, what I usually tell people, the best success principle I can give you uh, to using your life is that um, once you've decided what it is you want in your life, uh, whether it's a, uh, you know, being health, healthier or making more money or having a better business or better relationship, whatever it is you've decided to have, from that point forward, if you've made that decision and made that full circle and committed to that, then every action you take from that point forward is going to move you toward that or away from it. And it, it requires an act of self-observation to, to ask yourself moment to moment, is this moving me in the direction I want to go? Now, if you haven't fully decided what it is you want in your life, it doesn't matter what direction you go. Just just go. But if you've decided, then observe yourself moment to moment and say, is this taking me where I want to go? Look at it kind of like a red light flashing. Uh, when you come to a, a sign that says, right, turn on red after stop. When something emotionally upsets you, stop. 
like a red light and say, should I, should I turn left or right? And, and how does it make feel? Make that choice. It's going to take you where you want to go. Yeah, how does it feel? And on that note, we're going to pop into a um, quick commercial, and we will be right back. Welcome to Mighty Gem. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Have you ever met a muse? Or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join TheMightyMuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. Intellike dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the intellike to become a cat. So what is human intellike? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellike.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellike.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. And we are having an active discussion here on empowerment and... Um, what it means to actually let go of you know things uh, that are not you know serving you, and we're here with uh, Sandra Rogers and Jim Britt and exploring some really interesting concepts and hopefully they're insightful. And Jim, uh, from your experience and your discoveries, um, do you have? A, I know people usually come up with a, a list of tools. You know, they usually have a list of things that they can pull up and say, okay, well, this has been the, maybe not so much from, you know, checkpoint to checkpoint, but um, some tools that you found most useful for yourself, as well as how you explain that to other people. Well, the, the most useful tool is uh, I think I just mentioned uh, prior to the break there is is learning to be self-observant and uh, 
it's different than let's let's say if you if you stop for a moment and think about something that upset you in your life, maybe maybe you had an argument or something that really upset you, and and then stop and put yourself back in that situation again, and then and then observe yourself in that situation, which is different than being in it and observing yourself in it. Uh, it's like flying on an airplane doesn't make you an airplane, but you can observe yourself flying in that airplane. Um, so self-observation disconnects you from the emotions that's taking place and, uh, and lets you look at it from a higher perspective. And, and it's like, you know, if you're standing in the middle of uh, uh, Interstate 5 in Los Angeles, um, during rush hour, well, rush hour might be safe because it's stopped. But if, if it's moving, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, at seventy miles an hour, and you're out in the middle yeah. of it, it would be pretty terrifying, sure. and you'd be caught up in that that uh, that feeling of being in the middle of that traffic. But if you if you could get yourself to the curb, you'd feel a little safer, even though that traffic's going back and forth, and you're really close to it. But you'd feel a little relieved that you're out of the middle of it. And then if you could maybe get in a helicopter and 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 uh go up 30 40 feet above it then you feel a little safer because you're not even close to it anymore you're actually above it then if you got up about a mile high and looked down it would look like a beautiful little ribbon woven through the landscape uh so it would be a different perspective of looking at it of of self observation so the way to look at it is this you know you uh, I, I believe that we have, when we arrive here on planet Earth, we have a kind of an energy allotment that we're given. And we get to burn that energy up however we want to. And when the uh, your allotment is burned up, your trip gets canceled. You get to move on. And you get to you burn it up any way you want to. You can burn it up with stress. You can burn it up yelling at the traffic. You can burn it up being upset about, uh, you know, stupid behavior or whatever you want to be upset about. Um, you can burn that up. And where, where, where self-observation comes in is to observe yourself moment to moment. If you find yourself caught in traffic and yelling at the traffic, stop for a minute and say, wait a minute, is this taking me where I want to go? Is this, is this worth the energy I'm burning up? Um, because you can't control the traffic. And so you look at things from that perspective and, and uh, learn to... Learn to let go and and not utilize your energy because you only have a certain amount. So that that's pretty profound. And uh, as uh, you've run into, not literally run into, but um, when you've actually explained this in your teachings or uh, conversations, do you have any profound stories that you could share with us of how someone? Uh, may have not had the information and then uh, through your discussions um, were able to have their light bulb go on and then step out of, you know, their comfort zone and see something happen. That yeah, I have one. Just, well, I have hundreds of them, actually, <laughs> that come to me and I hear and in and, and, and workshops and things. But uh, um, one was uh, I was on an airplane one day uh, flying from L.A. to New York, and there was a woman sitting beside me, uh, in in the window seat, and and I, she turned to me and 
and she, we started a conversation. And she said, what do you do? What takes you to New York? And uh, I said, well, I'm going there for a seminar. She said, what, are you attending one? And I said, no, I'm presenting one. Oh, what do, you, uh, what do you speak on? And I said, well, I have a program called The Power of Letting Go. And, she, and her ears kind of perked up. She said, really? She said, I, I need that. <laughs> I said, uh, really? And she said, yeah, maybe you can help me. And I said, with what? And she said, well, um, it's, it's my husband. It's all about my husband. She said, he won't listen. He shuts down. He won't communicate. He won't talk to me. And she's just going on and on and on. And she says, you know, we hardly even talk anymore. She said, I'm getting where I can't stand to be around him. She said, we haven't made love for two years. She said, I'm thinking maybe I just need to get a divorce. And I said, and so she, I said, well, tell me about your husband. So she t- tells me more about him. And, and then she said, so can you help me? And I said, yeah, I can help you, but you're not going to like the answer. And she said, well, I'm, I'm a big girl. I can, I can take it. And I said, I don't think you're going to like the answer. She said, well, give it to me anyway. And I said, all right. I said, uh, your husband's not the problem. I said, you are. <laughs> and she said, what? And she turned around like some uh, fast kung fu move and looked out the window <laughs> and sat there all the way through the meal and you know, probably the next hour and a half. She sat there looking out the window. And finally she turned back to me and she said, so why am I the problem? And I said, well, when you think about your husband, I says, uh, what comes to mind? She says, I get angry. I said, so what do you think happens first? I said, your anger or his shutdown? I said, when you walk into the house, are you going to be angry? She said, yeah, because I know he's, he's, he's going to shut down. He's not going to talk. And, and I said, well, which came first, him shutting down or your anger? He said, well, I don't know. I said, well, it could be simultaneous. It could be, but I said, you're the one in control of how you feel about him. And I said, but what's important is how you feel about you, and you're trying to be in control of him. And I said, the only way, the only person you're in control of is you. So I said, if you let go of your need to control him, I said, one of two things is going to happen. I said, he's going to get better and start communicating, or he's going to leave, one or the other, or you'll leave. I said, you won't stay together, or it's going to heal. And she said, well, I'll try it. And I said, just let go of the need to control him. When you walk in the house, don't have even a thought about any kind of control over him or what he's going to be doing or the fact he doesn't communicate. Let go of that. And I worked with her for a little bit on that. And when we left, when we uh, got off the plane, I gave her my card. And about uh, a week later, uh, she called me. And she said, I cannot even believe it. She said, man, my husband changed. She said, I can't even believe it. She said, we're like newlyweds. It happened just like instantly when I went home that night. She said, boy, he really changed. I said, no, you changed. <laughs> yeah. Because you do affect. Remember I talked about earlier, mindset determines how you show up and it determines how people show up for you. You know, if, if you've got an anger mindset, well, people are going to show up to push your buttons. So when you let go of that, they don't show up anymore because they know they can't push your buttons. So that's just one of, of many stories. And I heard from her a, a year after that, a couple times during the year. And uh, they're just like happily married, going on their second honeymoon, doing all kinds of stuff. So That's awesome. And, yeah, so pretty simple stuff. 
but if you don't understand it, it can be very complex and it can destroy a relationship both personally and, and business-wise. Sure. And it's like a ripple effect, too, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that it ripples from not just the people, but outside their influence there. Oh, absolutely. You know, when you change, everybody around you changes. Mm-hmm. So at it's least a, they're changing when they're around you. Sure. Yeah, I, I like the point that it's just not, an, uh, you know, it's it's universal. It's, so it's in relationships. It's in all your relationships, your mm-hmm. business relationships, yeah. your personal relationships, all of that. You know, when you are prejudging that outcome, then that's exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, I, I can go through our the Change book series. Yes. And I could give you 20 chapters in there that I totally disagree with. But you know what? It's not my place to disagree with them. Mm-hmm. That's their passion, not mine. And and there's there's other people out there that would connect with what they're 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 saying. So that's the beauty of what we're doing here is it allows people to get their their passion out there that's going to connect with somebody exactly. in the same place that they are. And that's the experience of empowerment. You know, it's well, every one with a choice. Yeah. And so uh, we have a. A couple minutes. Um, do you have like one profound insight that you would like to share with our listeners that they could actually start today? That you know could start their own ripple effect into their their life. Well, um, you know, it's in today's world. You you got to be bold. Um, you know, it's bold to let go and and let go of the need to control. It's it's bold to step up and put yourself on center stage in the spotlight. Um, if you want change in your life, you have to you have to have a desire to change that's burning hot enough in you that creates the passion to move you to make a decision that doesn't allow for turning back. And once that decision is made, and we and you look back on your life, you can see all kinds of decisions you've made in that way that came true. And um, and then uh, whatever you do, take action. Uh, once you've you know don't don't spend all your time getting ready to get ready. Uh, whatever it is you're doing, take action, and and uh, because action is the only thing that that produces results. If you're waiting for something to be a, attracted to you, or you're going to manifest it sitting on your sofa, that's not going to happen. Uh, it it requires uh, passion, decision, and action. And uh, and every every action produces a result. Even inaction produces a result. Um, mm-hmm. You know so. You know, the policeman chases, chasing the robber produces a result. The stop sign on the street corner produces a result. Uh, but you have to take action if you're going to get a result. And the more action you take, the better result you get. And that's a mighty jump. That's literally mighty Jim Britt. <laughs> and some of the shares, links that Jim would like to share is uh, Jim Britt at jimbritt.com. Is that correct? Yes, that's my personal website. Mm-hmm. And then also powerofletting.go.com, which you mentioned. You, know, you get a which... power letting go. You'll get a nice uh, webinar there that shows you how you get addicted to what you're, what you're experiencing in your life and how to break that addiction. Well, thank you so much, Jim. And it's been a mighty discussion. And thank you, Sandra, for joining oh, us. Oh, you're welcome. And this has been a very um, interesting, higher perspective on a, a topic that a lot of people need to really pay attention to. And Mighty Gems really is sparkling as gems and focusing on our personal values, even if they, uh, as they begin to have a perceived value. And so our 
uh, prospecting for Mighty Gems and yourself and others is really a focus and a mission. And we're looking for special jewels that exist in each of us. You know, something as simple as a smile. It's a rippling effect that can affect outside as well as your inside. And Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time. Unfortunately, um, a lot of us don't. And we should start the journey now. So as we continue to connect within ourselves to nature and to others with one insight, one choice, and one action, we broaden our prospecting arena and can go up and beyond where we have ever believed we could grow and go. So be careful what you believe. Join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a fabulous weekend. Thank you for joining D. Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.